Falling program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I dot com. Welcome to GleeCast, the somewhat occasionally weekly home of Glee and casting. Here are your hosts, Emily and Erica. This is a big day for GleeCast and... The podcast podcast. Because we about maybe a year and a half ago, um, one half of GleeCast and 100% of Podcast Podcast went to see a little movie called Nightmare on Elm Street. That's right. That's, that's how this all started. Indeed it did. And during that viewing of Nightmare on Elm Street, they showed a little trailer for a movie called... Beastly. Now, Beastly may have been the worst cut trailer that made me think this is the worst movie of all time. Well, we both sat there and we were like, what? What is we happening? We were like, what? Oh my God. Where? Oh my God, we have to go see this. Because it was, first it was like a horror movie. First it was a teen movie. It was a teen movie. It turned into a horror movie. It turned into a romance. It turned into Mary-Kate Elson just going, <laughs> All within a minute and a half preview. Yeah, and then Neil Patrick Harris shows up and says, I'm blind. It encompassed everything. And we everything had... I've ever wanted from a movie. And I swear, it, listeners, if you go back and read my review for a Nightmare on Elm Street, I ended it with, and by the way, I'm really excited to do this movie called Beastly. Right. Now, about a year later, the movie actually got released. Um, to, not surprisingly, not overwhelming numbers. We kind of snakes acclaim. on a plane it, didn't we? We were so excited. We were, oh, man. And then when it came out, we are like, meh. Uh, well, I don't know if I had time this weekend. I'll and I really wanted week. to buy a bootleg from, like, the guy on the train who walks up really quickly with bootlegs, like, shoving them in your face, but I didn't have time to. So now it's a couple months later. It's been a year and a half. And Emily and Erica and Fozzie and George are finally <laughs> sitting together to do a commentary track for Beastly. Now, originally the plan had been that we would all read the book written by one Alex Flynn, and we would do kind of a book club. Now, okay, I would like to say that I am a bit of a nerd, and I've always read, I've never not read a book for school, so when I was assigned a book, I read the fucking book, and I've read Beastly. Erica, did you read Beastly? Um, According to my Kindle, I've read 50% of Beastly. Mm -hmm. Fozzie, did you read Beastly? I read about 20 pages of Beastly. Okay, George. Um, do you want to hear my spiel, really? Go for it. About this movie. Well, I, the dog I'm, eat it? The dog eat the book? You got two dogs. You can blame them. I, I, you know, I am aware that this is an adaptation of a of an ancient French, uh, you know, fairy tale. Uh, sure. Almost, almost a ghost story, because there are ghosts involved. But, you know, when this movie came out, I wasn't aware that the name Pettifer was, a, a, you know, an exact translation of a cat's vagina. Is it really? It is. Oh, my God. So now I can call, I can, like, look at Joplin and be like, look at your little pedifer. <laughs> Isn't that wonderful? Okay, stop licking Joplin's pedifer. Did I read the book? Uh, no, I did not read Okay, that was a real question I was asking. Nice way to be like, I'm smart and I know French. Yeah. <laughs> so it doesn't matter if I've read the book, because I know the French word for a cat's vagina. Um... Cute, cute, George. Really cute. Uh, le, le songe est sur oh, le see, now he's being pretentious <laughs> in French. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but now, it's to you too. A little over a year later, we have the we have we have the movie. Some of us have read the book or parts some of the book. Some women won. Me. The best part though is that we have all independently figured out the twist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, because I told them, uh, Erica, I'm like, yeah, there's a twist ending, and she's like, oh, is this? And I'm like, no. She's like, is this it? I'm like, yes. I hear he lives. Yes, of course. Well, Very I mean, that's, so. it's, it's a tween romance. Of course he's going to live. I know, but I, I, yeah. It's very French, that. Mm-hmm. Everyone always lives in France. Oh, right, at I the see. End. So we have the movie queued up. 
mm-hmm. and it's it's on the home screen. We so. should warn you, it's rated PG-13 for language that includes crude comments, probably about ugly people. Right. Brief violence, probably to ugly people, and some thematic material. Doesn't every movie have thematic material? I, I it's a real movie. I, I think it does. The Room has thematic I material. I will say that this movie does have uh, Peter Krause in it. It Who's- does, playing... Oh, man. Um, I'm going to try quickly to, like, read a lot of passages as we watch the movie. But the dad is the most despicable character in the book. Yeah. Because he teaches his son to hate the uglies. And they keep using the term the uglies. The dad actually, here's the line. My dad's a network news guy. He says people shouldn't have to look at ugly people. Page five. Let me actually point out that um, Emily's copy of Beastly has, like, highlighted lines and little notes on the side and post-its. Yeah. And, yeah, so it's... Well, I was once I found the the typo, I was so excited that there's a typo in the this book did you get the cliffs cliffs notes to go along I with know, it but i bet i could write the cliffs notes version if i wanted to and if anybody i would, I would, also, I would, I would also like to say that you know peter krause is the perfect example of beauty and the beast because you know from certain angles he is almost godly looking you know yes, in his beauty true. but in other time at other times he looks like you know dead abortion baby never thought of it that way you know, he has like huge hydrocephalic head hmm. and um sort of He's all about the angles. He's all yeah. about the angles. Like yeah. many supermodels yeah. are like that. True. Peter Krause, um, this has nothing to do with anything. However, his act, I don't know if it was his acting's debut, but one of his first film roles, a little horror movie called Love, Blood Harvest starring Tiny Tim as a as a maybe killer clown. You've mentioned this. Yes, I just have to throw it out there because there's a movie with Tiny Tim playing a maybe killer clown. And Peter Krause is in it and he takes his shirt off. So, the first thing I really uh, remember him from was um, The Truman Show, actually. That that was the first Peter I don't. The Truman Show. He was in that. Who is he? he? I don't know. All right, good. That doesn't help. Good research, George. (laughs) So, uh, like, without any further ado, do we want to go ahead and start this bitch? I'm ready for this bitch. So we're on the home screen. Um, We're going to press play now. So if you have your copy, go ahead and get your copy. Put it in. Pause this this recording. Come back to us. And then when we say so, you're going to press play. Are we okay? And we are pressing play now. Now, none of us have seen the movie, we should say. We should, yeah. So this is a total so We have cold no movie. idea what's going on. We yeah. know to expect. Like Neil Patrick like Harris. The movie. <laughs> <laughs> We're going in blind. I hope he says it like that. And that wasn't one of those, like, <laughs> these scenes they cut for the trailer, but they, like, cut from the actual movie. Our, our writing is just as good as this book. I really think so. Oh, and I mean, I should say, the book isn't terrible if you're 14. Yeah, from a tween's point of view. I mean, there were a lot of tween books that I read when I was younger that yeah. I really liked. Now, I mean, up until just a few years ago, I would read the Buffy the Vampire Slayer novelizations. I didn't know I, that Yeah, and I loved those. Ooh, is this CBS Films? Let me say, CBS Films has the worst track record. The what have two, they made? The two films, that their two big releases were that one with Harrison Ford and um, Mummy. Free. Yeah. Oh, the movie with like a really generic title. Oh. Yeah. Extreme Measures? Ex- yeah, something like that. Oh, and then the, yes. also the film we just saw a preview for starring J-Lo as the, the backup plan. Oh, and both yeah. of those horribly, horribly bombed. Okay, we should say we're opening on Alex Cat's vagina, um, <laughs> showing off his physique, which is very Greek godlike. And, and, and his cat vagina face. His cat vagina face. Um, Pettifer. Oh, that's spelled not as fancy as I thought it was. Yeah. Maybe they dumped it down. It's obvious. So where's this movie set? Um, I believe it's set in Manhattan. If you'd read the fucking book, you'd know that because they named (laughs) every place in Manhattan. I know. It's like, I took my date to the Museum of Natural History, and afterwards, we went down 72nd Street. And yeah, this book is a big name dropper. It's And Neil Patrick A lot of establishing shots at the beginning here, too. So you know it is Manhattan. 
Little town, it's a quiet village. Every, Every day, day, like the one before. We should Little stop town. <laughs> okay. So, oh God, what, why would they do that? Why did, did you guys know that? that the name Leroy means the king? I do now. There's no character named Leroy in this movie. What? The same as Kingston. Or okay. Wait, wait. Okay. So he's running for president of his class, and he's t- calling people Lego face. I would call him no, Jacques Leroy. Oh, the kid on the left. He was in. Uh, oh well, he's gone now. But <laughs> it's a big school. There are a lot of Look, people. Look, you can do this again. My school, when I ran for vice president and lost. Thank you. Um, Treasure I had like a really cute poster that was clever. I didn't have people draw a picture, photocopy a picture of my face, and put it on a stick and wave it at me. That's just no. That, that kind of symbolizes that you want. They want his head. Is he attractive? He's too pretty. He's not my kind of guy. He's just really pretty. Yeah, he's... I mean, he's pretty. I, I don't think I'd necessarily kick him out of bed, but I wouldn't pursue him either. Yeah, that's exactly... That's all the best you can say about him. Yeah, it's like he's almost hair-lipped to me. He's so, like, foul and unattractive to me. Yeah. I, mean, I think Alex Pettifer is really one of the most... Well, he's the kind of guy, like, I could never picture actually having sex with that guy. Because he just... It's and maybe it's the blonde too. If he had dark hair, I think it would make a difference. But the blonde makes him look really not real. Yeah, washed out. Yeah, I just think his face is disgusting. So that kid, he was in Scream Four, right? Yeah. The kid the Oh my God, he was. Yeah. Okay, I, I thought like that was him. He was for those who aren't watching this movie right now. He was the um, film student nerd. Yes, he was. Yeah. Culkin's friend. Well, not the Culkin. Not right. Culkin. He was the one that videotaped every yeah. second right. of his life. Yes, yes. And yeah. He was in. Wasn't he also in Jennifer's Body? What? No, no, you're thinking that's of Beaver from... Oh, Beaver. I love yeah, Beaver. Yeah, I do too. I, I love Beaver. I get him and Beaver confused. Yeah, oh, that's a sound clip. Who's We're Beaver? Gonna, I love Beaver. We're going to cut that out. <laughs> Veronica Mars. From Veronica Mars. Oh, sorry. Um, Is this Olsen looking chubby to me? Is this possible? Don't say that. She's anorexic. She'll go back to the anorexia. Oh, I know. But she looks very full-figured here. Am I just crazy? Or maybe it's just the billowy clothes. She looks so fucking old. Yeah. God, I guess smoking 25 packs of cigarettes every hour will do that to me. <laughs> right? <sighs> so they defa- they defamed his pictures. This, oh, th- I know there's going to be a lot of silence because we actually want to know what's going on. But I really want to see I, the, the Olsen twins, like Misha Barton. I didn't know they could speak for a really long time because for years it was like I would only see them in magazines and like pictures of them on TV and like Leaning their heads I never together. actually heard them speak. And I was convinced I'm like, do they actually have voices? And then once they started speaking, I'm like, oh god, they should shut up because they can't talk. Now, who is this? What is Vanessa her name? Hudgens is from she, High School Musical? She is okay. She is awful. Now, there's a girl named Demi something that looks Demi almost Lomano exactly is like the her. New Vanessa Hudgens. Okay. And Selena Gomez is like the other Vanessa Hudgens. Jesus, yeah. Vanessa Hudgens would be cute if she lost about 15 pounds. Oh my god! Oh, Why are George. you saying these things, George? I disagree. In High School Musical two, she definitely lost weight from one, and I don't think she's as cute. He's he's trying to drive all these actresses to anorexia. Really, George? They haven't heard enough. What do you enough. say about us when we leave? <laughs> and Mary Kate needs to lose about 50 pounds. No, she stop. needs to lose one Olsen twin. Peter Krause. So on his Bluetooth. I will say that in this book, they talk about Bluetooth as if it's like, Bluetooth is so weird. People talk on them. It's like the future. Yeah. Well, like, Bluetooth now is just shortcut for asshole in every movie. Yeah. Like, if you want to show that somebody's an asshole, they have a Bluetooth. Done. Uh, 
Krause as your dad. Yeah. No, I'm sorry. No, he's not an asshole. No, I haven't. I've never really seen him play an asshole. Well, six feet under, kind of. I well, a very complex yeah, character he played. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, that's right. He gets to be an asshole at the end. Now, who is this music video playing in the background? Is that important? I'm, is that uh, something we should pick up on? Is that a clue? It's not in the book. <laughs> it's the Go Go's. <laughs> Now, is this he's, kid European? Or that's like what I was just thinking. Because it sounds like he's awfully trying for that New York accent. Is he? Um, Alex Pettifer is actually? I'm oh. glad he's not French, because otherwise he would have grown up being called Cats. I know. Oh. oh. So he just had to text he, his dad oh, wow. to get his attention. Connect. He had to text his dad to tell him about the class election. They have a very white kitchen, because clearly they never cook in there. Right. come out with a type of cooking grease called Pettifer. They should come out with, like... Underloo's called Pettifer and deodorant, maybe like lube. Like mace, like personal protection mm, mace like that. called Pettifer. Cat medicine called Pettifer that goes in your cat's vagina. Ooh. He, yeah. Is Jamaican in the book? In the book, she's um, Mexican. Spanish, yeah, of some kind. Stoosh Gog. What is that? I think it's Jamaican. You know, faggot, faggot, faggot. Stop. Stop. We don't tolerate such hateful words on our podcast, George. Gleecast keeps it clean. I'm just talking about Jamaica. Oh, fair enough. Nice, Erica. Okay, this isn't meant to be... uh, She is a little thicker, which is healthy. She looks... Except the fact that she's wearing a mask. Oh, no, that's her face. I'm sorry. Oh, sick burn. No, but seriously, look at that thing. Like, what, is that a person? And, I mean, we know she is playing, soon to be revealed, a witch, but still. I saw her, or possibly her sister, at um, uh, a diner oh, one night. Was she eating anything? And she was. It oh, was like, wow. it looked like it was a party, and it was right around her birthday, because oh. I share a birthday with, oh, with these right. twins. Right. And it was, like, just a couple days after that. Um, I saw Heather Graham on the street yesterday. Just How walking. was she? She looked good. I mean, like her her eyes are very buggish. I think I think um, Heather Graham is. She just like walked by. And I thought she looked cute. I think she's a really good comedic actress. Yeah, she does have. I, 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 Heather too. Graham has she's actually terrible. a great career right now. I mean, she has a lot of stuff. She's, good. She's stuff found in the a works. good way to like work into that milf category. Yeah, it's a little bit of everything right mm-hmm. now. And I mean, she's only thirty seven or yeah, thirty eight. Yeah. I, I had a problem with her in Austin Powers 2, but I don't think I've ever seen her in anything. I don't like that movie. <laughs> oh, no, I didn't like her in From Hell. Okay, no, you know what? I don't like Heather Graham. But she looked cute walking down the street. I liked her in From Hell, too. I liked her on Scrubs. She was like funny on Scrubs. I think she's good oh, at comedy. That's true. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, this is important, right? Yes. Now, now she, in the book, it's a whole thing about how he had asked the maid to buy, like, a gardenia for his date. Orchid. An orchid, I'm sorry. I didn't even read and it, and I know really, that. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not detail-oriented. Is this a censored commentary because it's a teen movie? No, no. I just no. said cunt. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think if we have a teenage audience, I don't know that we do. I, right. I like to think we do. Why not? Um, I like to think we've educated them on the, the harsh adults they'll become. I felt very censored when I said what the Jamaican housekeeper. We just don't like gay thinking. bashing here, George. Right. Um, <laughs> we don't like self hatred. <laughs> So, who is Vanessa Hudgens? I, okay, I in the book, her, in the her book. name is Lindy. And here's the most important change in this movie thus far. In the book, Lindy is a plain Jane, redhead, freckled face, 
who is not attractive in the least, very plain Jane. She's working on a scholarship to go to co- go to school uh, to those private school. Her dad's a drug drug addict, of course, and she is supposed to be very homely and not attractive at all. And he doesn't notice her. He like gives her the flower out of like pity. He's like, oh, no, my girlfriend's gonna throw it away. Well, I mean, she, she look at her. She just still has about ten pounds to go. We will shove this microphone down your throat, and that will add 10 pounds to you. <laughs> we will shove this fucking microphone down your fucking cunt throat. So Vanessa Hudgens is playing plain Jane. Oh, yeah. Mary Jane playing. Gotcha. Obviously. No. He can't do an American accent to save his life, can he? Lame core. See, I just don't like her. I don't either. I think she's cute, but I just don't think she has any sparkle. Yeah. That's the main thing. Like, yeah. She doesn't have to be a good actress, but she just doesn't... Like, I don't want to like her. And, and his, I should really want to like his her. His face is too molly, too. His is... Like, it's, molly, I feel molly, like they molly, went, molly. Like, they're like, he's chiseled. But I, he's think, just, I think you just kind of hit the nail on the head with, with her. She has no shine. Yeah. Whatsoever. She's just kind of dull. Like, you can think of other actresses, which, of course, I'm drawing a blank on now, who are not great actors. Like, Drew Barrymore is a great example. Drew Barrymore has done good work, but you, you're not going to say that she's up there with, like, you know, Meryl Streep, but you like her and everything she does. She's so likable. You just always want to give her a hug. I think another good example would be Alicia Silverstone, because yeah. she may not be successful. She may not have been successful for some time, but in Clueless, she sparkled. Yes. She shone. Yeah. Even in those Aerosmith videos, she shone. Like, yeah. she didn't say anything. It was just her, her look, her she appeal, her charisma, yeah. her upside-down mouth. And Liv Tyler, too. Liv Tyler sparkles. She yeah. does. Yeah, like, Liv Tyler, I think, is an even better example because she's really not a good actress. But yet, like, you can cast her as the love of Viggo Mortensen's life because she's so pretty and there's something about her that you want to just go with it. I like Liv Tyler. I do. I Mm -hmm. I think she's a very, um, if not a great actress, certainly an underrated actress. Okay. Now, this is a, a big difference from the book, too, because he's upset that she defaced his posters here. That's why they have the confrontation. Yeah. But in the book... What exactly happens? He just calls her ugly um, one day, right? No, 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 no. He invites her to the dance. <gasps> oh, that's right. As a joke. Yes. And of course, he stands her up. Yes. She shows up anyway. And also, she's much more hideous in the book. She's yeah. Like, Fat. And goth- I mean, she's a goth girl here, but like, she's not an Olsen twin goth girl. Right. And like, so in the book, it's much more like, and like, he invites her and she shows up the next day at school and he's just kind of like, you didn't really expect I was going to come. She's like, well, I thought maybe you would. But I guess he didn't, so it's your problem. And he, he even kind of has a second chance in the book because she witnesses him giving the flower to the other girl. Oh, right. So he, he kind of sort of has a chance for redemption, but obviously he's a dick anyway. Cocks it up again. And I think that it, she, doesn't she say in the book, like, like that's the reason why you, ha- you have a chance to fall in love. Yeah, I think you're right. I think if he didn't give the flower to her, it would have just been like, you're a beast for the rest of your life. Yeah. And the, that's the other big So there's a flower involved with this story. Oh, yeah, there's a rose involved with this story. A white Ooh. rose. He's going to have a garden. Don't worry. He's going to have a, a, a garden, and it's going to be the huge point of he the movie. He won't have a rose encased in glass, will he? Uh, I don't think so. But he has a rose garden. Before the last petal Something fell. Tends to himself. If he could find love before the last petal fell. Till his oldest time. Truth as old as song. Barely even, even friends, friends, then somebody bends, bends unexpectedly. unexpectedly. I like how we just added 
We took all the right lines, we just mixed them up. All right. It's a mashup. Yep, yep. Set. What a cr- this? I used to play that on my flute. Oh, no. I agree. I love being in the... That's probably my favorite of the Disney... Uh, of the non-Pixar, it's my favorite. It's definitely my favorite of the golden age of Disney. Mm-hmm. Okay. Transformation! It's so funny that the 90s is considered the golden age of Disney. It's a golden age of... That the 90s is a golden age of anything. It's kind of funny right now. Yeah. <laughs> so she looks... Is she, her face tattoo's gone. And her, she's blonde. And she's blonde. Well, she's so. like blonde with her hair down. Yeah. Now, biggest... Clearly the biggest departure from the novel. In the book... He is essentially transformed into a werewolf. Right. He has hair everywhere. He has claws. He has trouble, like, eating soup because of his, like, you know, claws. Uh, And he's a fucking werewolf. In this movie, he looks like a guy in the East Village. Right, exactly. hanging out with a cappuccino. Just bald, has some tattoos. Yep. Some scars. Yeah. There's a big market for this. Like, he would get so much... I have bought socks from this guy. Yeah. On St. Mark's Place before. Uh, and I mean, I guess they just thought, well, nobody really wants to watch a werewolf movie. Right. Yeah, they made like, his ears kind of funky. Kind of looks uh, like Bat Boy in a way, but not really. Well, it kind of looks like Stephen Colbert. Do you remember when Stephen Colbert shaved his head? Wow. You never noticed he had weird ears until then. Stephen Colbert has the funkiest ears. Yeah. Like, that's why I would never shave my head. Do you think he would have an easier time trying to get someone to love him if he were gay? Wow. Why? Why would he? Because he, because he's his body is so modified and uh, sort of the S and M thing, and uh, I think he would. I think I think his, yeah. the way he looks is uh, feminizes him a bit and makes him more would make okay. him more attractive to men. Possibly. Interesting. <laughs> oh God! This is a scene with the dad, and you're attractive. No, why did you adopt me? Yeah. <laughs> you believe in magic, and I hope you do. Oh, God. Peter Krause. Uh, broken Mirror, very poignant. Yeah, I have a feeling that symbolism will keep coming back. Just yeah. Huh. Uh. <laughs> Take his face. <laughs> so I always wondered how they bridged this gap in the movie of, from him, you know, being a teenage kid, because I didn't make it very far in the book, to being a teenage kid to, like, living alone in, like, some garden. Well, he's not living alone. They move him to Brooklyn. Secluded. Oh. Um, to, like, a brownstone that's, like, five floors. And it's him and Magda, the Mexican cleaning lady. Gotcha. Uh, who, Mexican, her name is Magda, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, her name is Magda, which apparently is a... It's not very me- Mexican-y, Mexican I guess. Name. I don't know. Um, so anyway, she's there, and then he hires Will, the blind tutor. Oh, okay. So it's the three of them, and they form like their own kind of family, and it's very cute. Gotcha. And then, of course, they add a little bit of a twist. And there's roses. So you seem the to... Way, like... Um, I'm sorry. Um, he seems like an awesome dad by the, from this point on. <laughs> right? For the fact that he's like, let's move to Brooklyn, son. But he's like, now he will never see his son again. And I don't think the dad, the dad like comes back once in the book, but the whole thing is like, the dad never loved him. Who could love the face of a beast? Right. Or a cat's vagina. Yeah. It's so weird seeing Peter Krause play a dad. 
I still haven't come to that. I know he's old yeah. enough, but in my mind, he's always like he's young. A, he's hip, very good. Cool. Parenthood's a show I always forget to watch, but every time I watch it, I'm like, this is actually a very good show. And the movie is one of my favorite movies. Yeah, me too. And I feel like the show actually does a, a really interesting job of presenting a family and all the different parts of a family and blah, 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 except I don't like Lauren Graham. Oh, uh, that's a shame. Well, the problem, too, is that I knew her role was supposed to be played by Maura Tierney. Oh, that would have been better. And Maura got cancer. So she backed out. And then Laura, Lauren Graham came in and was like, oh, I'm just Gilmore. Hey. Right. I'm so cute. And I hate her in the show. Yeah. But I feel like every other storyline is really I love... Better. That was my problem with that movie um, with Sandra Bullock and uh, Ben Affleck and Maura Tierney. Forces of Nature. Oh. Because right. at that time, I loved Maura Tierney like, and Sandra Bullock just, so much. Oh, like they're just so, Yeah. They're both so adorable. That was a that was really tough. Oh, so people at school think he's in rehab. Oh, see, in the book they think like he just kind of moves, oh. or like goes to military school or something. Well, he said they tell they say that he got pneumonia. That's why he missed the end of school. And then he says, "Okay, I'm going to military school." Yeah. Oh. And then and then eventually everybody's like, "I'm so glad he's not here anymore." Oh, we should talk about the framing device of the book too. Oh, yeah, the net you got that. chat rooms, There's yes. A, there, the, every chapter begins with him visiting a chat room, and the chat room is a support group for, like, fairy tale creatures. There's a girl who's like, I am a mermaid, and I... We gotta get quiet. Some great just happened. I read that, I read that. Yeah, that was really wrong. <laughs> I was... No, Patrick Harris just came in. I'm your new sex slave. I hope. I wish. Right. Patrick Harris, but he's a terrible film actor. You think? In films, he's always awful. Well, you've only seen him in Harold and Kumar. You can't judge by that, right? Of course I can. Okay. Have you fucking seen Starship Troopers? Get out of this apartment that you own if, if, if you have. And, <laughs> well, we rent, have, and but... insulting him. He's better in the episodic format, I think. I, he just haven't, hasn't had many chances to do... I mean, I'd like to on see stage. Him. He's a wonderful stage actor. Did you see wait, wait, Smurfs? Wait. Zola is Zola. her name here. Did we miss when he says, I'm blind, or he didn't really say this in the movie? That's what happened. He said, especially, he said, like, especially can't, since I can't see. Okay. That's not the same. I, I feel like in the trailer he says, I'm blind. I'm blind. And if he didn't, he did in my mind, and that's all that matters. I never learned to read. <laughs> oh, so he's ugly and a dick. When's he gonna right? wake up? That whole thing. It's like now he's really got nothing going for him. And why are his glasses red? Who decided on red sunglasses for the blind Neil Patrick Harris? Roy Orbison. Have red sunglasses? Didn't he? No. I'm pretty sure he did. Was Roy Orbison Ar- blind? No, he just had weird sunglasses. Oh, okay. He was albino. Oh, weird freeze frame of dad. <laughs> kind of creepy that you freeze frame your dad. Yeah. You know. It's just like he's got pierced piercings in his forehead. That's yeah. All. Well, and, that's what I'm saying. Like, and you know, we should say that they really glossed over because you know, at one moment Olson was there, cursed him. Then Dad finds him, and they take him to a hospital, and they say, oh, "I'm sorry, we can't do anything." And then they're just like, "Okay, it's like, all right, you're moving to Brooklyn." Yeah, we just accept this. Like, did he tell his dad that he was cursed by a witch from his school? Um, well, he said, "Do you believe in magic?" Right. That's why I started singing. Oh. I'm a newsman. I, I think everyone assumes that he was given drugs. And that some sadistic pricks did this to him while he was passed out. Because wouldn't you, if you were like at a party with this guy? Well, I mean, well, you hear all I'm these... roofie in this guy's drink, not I know. for sexual and, pleasure. And you hear all these stories about you know the urban legend of your organs stolen while you're passed out in ecstasy. You know why? 
when some prick disfigure you while you're in ecstasy. Fair but enough. you know what? The thing is, they tried to steal his heart, but he didn't have one. Oh. Had a mighty fine liver, though. It was like yay big. Like, like that. Pate. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He needed to gain about 20 pounds for that. <laughs> yeah, if only he'd eaten the arm of the Olsen, he'd be okay. I'm really curious if this movie is going to include the twist that the novel had. I'm just putting that up. I know. We're just setting up so much yeah. twist. Is it that he dies and is brought back to life? No. No, but I think he does. But that's not <laughs> well, that's the surprising. The, that's the classic yeah. beast story. Yeah. Oh, and I think he gets shot by, like, um, muggers, too, in the book. Spoiler alert if you're going to read the book. And I was saying, the book is not the worst piece of book I've read. Um, but I don't know why you would read it if you weren't a 13-year-old girl. He's really drawing out this. i got to say, I really don't like him. Like, as an actor or yes, character or what? as an actor. Yeah. As an actor, I think he's just one of the most despicable people I've ever met. Alex Pettifer, I will say on record, is what is wrong with the world right well, now. What, what else did you see him in? I haven't seen him in anything. This is Ooh. the very first thing I've ever seen him in. Based just, on these 20 minutes. Just looking at his cat vagina face, mm. I hate him more than well, any know, other person who has ever lived. He was transformed by a witch, George. He can suck my cock. This well could done. be a... This could be a great setup for a superhero movie. You I know? feel like this might be a scene from another movie, right? Yeah, now. I know. I, I do feel like they kind of tried to give... Um, they, they did try to give the um, Beauty and the Beast idea the superhero twist with this. You know, it's very... Okay. Um, uh, it's very sort of misunderstood youth. And yeah, were, the, the uh, legend has nothing to do with that. You no, know? but I like the... And I mean, that's something I'll say for the novel. I like the idea of it of... Setting it very contemporary in high school. And I mean, the book tries awful hard to talk about Xboxes yeah. and Wii's and everything else. But it is like a nice idea of like, oh, well, in high school, everybody judges you on the way you look and you don't look at the, sh- the plain girl. But, but what I, if you couldn't look at yourself that way? I feel like this is very much trying to sort of rip off Clive Barker in that way. Sort of hmm. the, um, the, the idea of the grotesque and the arabesque. Okay. I was to quote Poe. But um, you never thought you'd hear that in a beastly commentary, did you, kids? (laughs) But I just, this just, I'm sorry if you're enjoying this. I really, I really am. But I I just, this this is just awful. (laughs) The movie? Oh, I'm not. I mean, that's kind of the point. Just just kind of aesthetically. I mean, it's it's a lot of fun to dislike this movie. I gotta say, I'm having the time of my life. It's about as bad as I expected. It is. It is. I'm really hoping it gets worse because that would make my night. Well, I mean, uh, look at right now. Look at at it's Halloween. Now, in the book, this is a big moment because he decides, oh, on Halloween, maybe I can like go out because the whole thing is he has to somebody has to fall in love with him in a year. So in the book. He's like, well, Halloween, I can meet someone, and they can like me, and they'll think I'm in costume, and then they don't have to even know, blah, blah, blah. And so he goes out just dressed as himself, which is a werewolf, and he does meet a girl, and she's like, oh, my God, I like you. You're different than other boys. And he's, like, and he's in the book, of course, he's like, I would never have looked at her back when I was handsome. But do you think it would be possible for him to, like, just, to just drag Mary Kate out into an alleyway and strangle her? Do you think all of her magic and how would, would that be, help him? But do you think her magic would be undone if she were to die? Mm, I'm thinking not. I think he might even try to kill her in the book at one point. I might be wrong yeah. about that. Oh, he's overhearing his ex-girlfriend talk about him. With his best friend. Yeah. Trey Parker. It's in like, the book, the best friend's name is Trey Parker. I never from wanted, South Park. I don't I know never, why. I never wanted to kiss a cat vagina, but I just, I just, I couldn't <laughs> I just, help I it. Mean, it was just know, staring right at me. He was past president, for God's sakes. 
Oh, but so anyway, so after he like kind of meets a girl on Halloween and she's like, oh my God, I want to see you without your mask on. And she's pulling his face and then she realizes, oh my God, this isn't a mask. And he's like, oh my God. And he runs and like scratches her face and then runs away. And after that, he like won't go out for months because I think it's two years in the book, not one year. Oh, this spans a year? I think it's. I think it's two years in the book. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's epic. It's. I mean, it's like a 300... No, it is a... Well, it's really large print, too. We should... Okay, it's under 300 pages, but yeah. And it's huge type. It's, it was nice. I didn't have to wear my glasses reading it. Um, it was very embarrassing to read it on the subway, I will say. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. That's like when I used to go buy my Buffy's preteen oh, yeah. books. I had a, a mysterious cousin who loved these books. Every time I went to the bookstore, nice, nice. asked for help. I like that you felt the need to explain it to like the border's employees. Yeah, no, like, no, it's not for me. It's for my cousin. It was, a, yeah, it was definitely a sickness. Yeah. Even if I had found it, like, and then I'm walking by people, I'm like, for my cousin, my cousin, yeah, no, just walking out, cousin. Oh, here's the first inkling of romance blooming. And I mean, the he loves a more decent job of like. Her really being someone that is not attractive. Right. But you can't have that. he kind of falls for her because he he, he keeps going to chat rooms and trying to meet, like, people who are lonely like him. And he has a mirror in the book. He has a magic mirror, just like in the the Beauty and the Beast adaptations, where he can, like, say someone's name and see them. And so he's in, which is great if you're an online, like, stalker. Right. He's, like, in in a chat room and somebody's, like, hitting on him. Then he's, like, show me, shy girl 44. And it's, like, you know, a cop. Or uh, it's like, you know, a pedophile or something. So it's, it's that. And so he happens to see Lonely Girl, and it's her. And he's oh, that's to like, look at her, and it's her, and she's like reading at home, and he's like, oh. And then it's, so he's always watching her, which is also kind of creepy. Uh, but it's like a different, you know, it's, they do a good job of like, I don't know, kind of making it like a nice romance. Oh, fuck. Oh, he's got a six pack. Yeah, he's really going to have a hard time. Yeah, disgusting. Come on. It's a, it, for me, with this story, I mean, it's such a classic story, you know, Beauty and the Beast, but uh, I mean, it's been retold a, a thousand times, but I, I feel like the animated version really captures the essence of the, the sort of dichotomy of the story, because on the one hand, you know, he's a beast, mm-hmm. but he is so much f- more sexually attractive. Yeah, um, than he is as a human, and I, I mean, I think the French film did a good job of that too. I, we were talking I did about too. the one from the forties, the French film, which is a Criterion release. It wasn't instant watch. I, don't I think did too. More, and in the, yeah. but in the in the animated version, when he turns into a human, he becomes a sort of ginger asshead. Yep, and it's just you know, he looks like Julia Roberts. Right, and that's or the beauty of it is that he's more interesting as the beast. He is, and in this case, he's still not interesting, and he's got a fucking six pack. He's not a beast. It would be great if though, like. He, like, moves a certain way, and, and like, you realize, like, there's actually soda cans in there. Like, it starts exploding <laughs> with soda. And I'm like, okay, you're not a beast, but you're fucking weird. Do you guys have tattoos? No, I don't. Erica does. I do. What do you have? Um, I have the stars on my wrist. I have the word patience in white ink on my other wrist. Um, I have my bird on my foot. Cool. I have a teeny tiny heart on my hip, and I have a flower thing. Oh, you have quite a few. I don't think I ever saw the flower thing. Jason has uh, one. He has uh, um, the cat in the hat on his shoulder. The Michael, the Mike Myers cat in the hat? It, it's like you said, I celebrate this entire catalog. Oh, of course. After the love guru, who wouldn't? 
Um, I have none. I, I make too bad of decisions because for years I'm like, I'm going to get a Yoda tattoo on my shoulder. Or it was like worse at one point. It's like, I'm going to get pizza tattoos. Like, <laughs> I would be a terrible tattooer because I would just be like, whatever food I ate that day is what I would want on my body. And I had my, you know, your I, taste buds change. I had my eyebrow pierced in high school. But yeah, I, uh, I, I think my, I really, I genuinely think my body rejected the piercing because I got a fever. And it got it got like really huge and pussy, and uh, and it ended up like you know me asking my dad to basically tear it out of my head with a pair of pliers, you know. And then you look just like vagina face and beastly. It was true for a couple of weeks. I did. I was I was a petty fur. See, I had a weird reversal when I was eight years old. I got my ears pierced, and I stopped wearing earrings by the time I was nine. When I was eighteen, and it was my prom. The woman at the prom store, because it was a, really a prom store, was like, why don't you wear earrings? I'm like, well, I don't think my ears, I haven't worn earrings in like, you know, seven years. I don't think I can anymore. She's like, I still see your holes. And sure enough, I could like put an earring. I'm like, oh, wow, you're right. <laughs> like they never closed, which I think is kind of weird. Well, it's kind of cool. I mean, I mean it's convenient. If you, I ever, if you ever need them, while. yeah. Once it's healed, it won't close. Ah, like, I see. If it actually heals, then it'll, it'll close. Like, yeah. I had my belly button pierced too, and that, um, that closed. Because it was never, like, fully, fully healed. <laughs> Has anybody that's ever gotten their belly button pierced not had it infected? Never. Yeah. No. I had, I've never had my belly button <laughs> pierced, but I had an infected, infect, infected belly button. I had, <laughs> I had an infected belly button Ew. one time. I can imagine how you get an infected belly button. It was... But it sounds even inappropriate for Glee Cat. It was the weirdest thing. As I had gone to the... the um, the San Gennaro Festival, which is the Italian uh, festival downtown. Never, never drink or eat anything there. And you know, because nauseous. you know they had zeppelis, you know, which are basically just fried dough and with powdered sugar in a like bag. Fried dough. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And I had we'd eaten way too many of those. And like the next day, I was like, oh, my stomach feels a little weird. And then I went to the bathroom and I had a white T-shirt on and noticed there was a little blood on the white T-shirt. <laughs> and I and like my first thought was seven. I'm like, I ate so many zeppelis, my stomach actually burst <laughs> like that guy in so seventy. Much that you forgot in that seven. you had sex in your belly button. Right? Yeah, I didn't know what happened, so yep. I had to go to the doctor and they said oh it's an infected belly button it's so bizarre yeah with me with belly button piercings like belly buttons it does (laughs) but but belly buttons are just uh, fatty cakes yeah it does oh and it says embrace the other one because she was like embrace the suck Uh, Um, ah. i just had a quick thing um it's like his myspace profile and it says like what he likes what he hates and he hates fatty cakes can we just say that a lot okay i'm sorry george if you had fatty fatty on one knuckle and cakes on the other that'd be awesome <laughs> oh see that's what i mean like i would go get that tattoo tomorrow <laughs> if i let myself get a tattoo just see, back to belly button piercings it yeah. just seems to me that belly buttons are a source of kind of healthy filth yeah you know it's like it's like they're kind of dirty but it's an okay kind of dirty and in order to have a belly button buttons. piercing, I know. In order to have a belly button piercing, you must have to wash it every four hours in order for a, yeah. in order for in, to prevent an infection of any kind. Like I, I find belly buttons very unsexy and not like it's one of those body parts I don't like acknowledging I have. If that makes sense. <laughs> so this isn't creepy at all as he starts to stalk Vanessa Hudgens. We've got, we have some music playing right now that I'm sure is very hip. And with the kids. Who do you think this is? Like, if you um, had to guess. Any ideas? You're totally asking the wrong person. I'll oh. make it up and say... Panic at the distance. Ever, ever play. I don't know. <laughs> making up band names that don't exist. I am going to say that it is um, that guy that's married to Nicole Kidman. Keith Urban? Sure. 
Kiwi, is it Keith Urban or is that Keith Urban the one that was married to Renee Zellweger for five minutes? He's, he's married to Nicole Kidman, but I guess it's radio play. Ooh, I like that. I just made that bad name up. It sounds more realistic than ever play. I think it's anger against the robot. Ooh. <laughs> Maybe it's... Um, Erica's using her fancy iPhone, which I have one too, but hers is fancier because she actually knows how to use it. Um to figure out what's not so now he's just watching Vanessa Hudgen eat, eat juji fruits walk around Brooklyn oh, that's I guess for her. she's still so far to go <laughs> sorry <laughs> well juji fruits are I mean they're just sugar see I've got this bad habit of like every like three weeks I pick a new candy that I just become obsessed with so it was nibs for a while first it was Twizzlers and it was nibs now it's Starburst and I keep thinking like well just candy like it's not bad for you but it like I pick a Starbucks that's 240 calories is this the water dinner <laughs> they are really very reverent about their water. <laughs> Set the whole table for a big pitcher of water. And it's shot in, like, who, who is it always saying, like, directors hate dinner scenes because you have all these angles and it's hard to, like, get people in relation. You got food. But this one's shot in, like, the most easiest way, which is just hold the camera back on them and just watch them all eat dinner. Right. <laughs> just a cardboard box with cake. It was actually a cake, I think. Ooh. They're having well, cake and water for dinner. I see. He likes. He doesn't like fatty cakes unless they're going in his belly. Right. Oh, good for you. Last night I went to the Eagle and I was the most popular person there. <laughs> he just do a what's up? Now is uh, is I doubt it. But is Neil Patrick Harris's character supposed to be gay? In this, is he ever going to get to play a gay character on yeah, screen? Yeah, that was or? very, like, when the, the writer was at the time, not times, like, the writer who made a whole thing about how, like, gay actors can't play straight. Right. Because he went on this that. whole thing about, um, uh, oh, Jesse Jack from, from Willen- Oh, yeah. how uh, he's, you know, he's very clearly gay, which I never got watching the show. Um, I don't know. Neil, Neil Patrick Harris, I mean. He pissed me yeah. off fairly recently. Um, when, when Jason was working uh, for uh, Here TV. Um, there was, you know, there, they had a, the advocate had a, had a cover with Neil Patrick Harris on it and a quote of his that said, my job is as Joker, not advocate. I'm striving to be the example of normality or something mm-hmm. like that. And that to me is really one of the most repulsive things anyone could have said because he what is wrong with being an advocate? Honestly, I mean, for gay I think youth. It's, I mean, the, the reasoning, I think, from an actor's point of view is because then I'm no longer an actor. I am a martyr, but which it, does happen to it's actors. It's true, but it just seems to me that he's, like, sucking up painfully to the lowest the common streeties. denominator. You know, to the, the, the dumbasses mm. who, you know, really can't separate a person's sexuality from their acting talent. And, but is he a and, talented enough actor to do that himself? No, he's not. <laughs> Um, and yes, he is. Yes, he is. And Neil Patrick Harris is actually a very talented actor. He is. Um, it, he's been that way since he was 10. So why can't he be an advocate now? I mean, he's made his money. True. What, what else does he need? He needs a lead on Broadway is what he needs. So this is a tense scene with with Plain Girl. Plain, yes, uh, plain, plain Girl. Plain Jane O'Malley. Like, her dad is getting shaken down for drug money. Well, because her dad is a drug addict in the book. Right. And obviously um, here, too. And there's, like, a whole... Oh, this is... Oh, man. See, in the book, it's a very Beauty and the Beast story. Because what happens is the dad breaks into the apartment to steal money. <laughs> oh. He catches him, and he's like... 
you know, like, I'm going to kill you. And then the dad's like, no, no, no. I have a do- very, very biblical lot. So, you know, I, I have, I'll give you anything you want. He's like, well, I'm rich. I don't need anything. He's like, I have a daughter. I have a pretty daughter. And he's like, oh, yeah, show with She picks up the mirror. He's like, show me your daughter. And he sees that it's this girl that he's, like, started to know through mirror. And he's like, okay, fine. Bring your daughter here and have her live with me. The dad's like, okay. Oh, nice. And that's how she ends up with him. Yeah, I, that works in like nineteen in the you know pr- provincial France. I don't know if we can <laughs> well, get, I mean, get really, away with that today. To it. For like the first couple months, she's like, "Fuck this!" I like because the whole thing is like she was in school on a scholarship, so now she can't go back to school. Like she's like, "Great, now everybody thinks I dropped out of school. Oh, now right. I can't go to college. Now I'm living here with fucking you. in Brooklyn. Yeah, wish I were dead." Brooklyn. But he buys her a library. Like he he. It's creepy because he, like, can see her bedroom in his mirror. So he buys her all the clothing that he knows she likes and all the books that she knows she reads. So he decorates it the way, like, he thinks she would want it to be. Uh, stupid plain Jane with her nose stuck in a book. Yep. No denying she's a funny girl, that Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> Cops will get what? What are you talking about? Well, thanks for recognizing that it's very twisted. <laughs> that you want to, yeah, he wants to take like, your daughter. Well, yeah, I mean, whatever. Whatever. Can I, I mean, still have my smack? It was nice because she cleaned the toilet for me. You know, <laughs> and I made a mess, but whatever. This is so bizarre. Oh, so I guess it's the same. I guess he is going to bring the daughter. Uh, superhero y. Yeah, that's what I feel. This could be a setup the for a great. definitely saw the Dark Knight. Yeah, this could be a great setup for a superhero story. Oh, wait, he changes his name to something else in the book. Oh, crap. You don't remember what? He officially changes his name in the book because he feels like he's a different person. Like Wiener McGee? (laughs) Feline pussy. Oh, here she's talking about how, like, yeah. Oh, she told him. Yeah, she is so plain. I don't like her weird mouth either. Keep screwing up, especially with that tie. Adrian. <laughs> he changes his name to Adrian. I forget why. That's the it, most. Because it means something. Oh, okay. Not like cat vagina. <laughs> which, hey, it's a good enough reason for as any. I mean, I think physically she's cute, but she's just. Yeah, there's not nothing there. Actress. No. That's how I've always felt about like Haley Berry. I'm like, you know, she's be- she's a very pretty girl. Yeah. But I feel like I see like the girls that just as pretty with a lot more with more than talent her. and who don't run people over and drive away. Yeah, that's a big thing. No, it's just her face that has to lose weight. <laughs> oh, but Lindy can still apparently update her not MySpace fa- MySpace profile. Yeah, her social networking site. In the book, I believe she's not allowed the internet. She's allowed everything else. And. He's wearing a ski mask to bring her food to her. It's not terrifying at all. Nope, nope, not at all. Oh. <laughs> that I'm not going to rape you in my rape mask. <laughs> no, let me just explain. I just bought you from your father, and now I'm wearing this rape mask. No, wait, let me start over. There's no rupees <laughs> in this water. I mean, there are roofies in this water, but it tastes really good. In this bile clava, I am not going to veilata you. And I like how the music got really playful now, as if this is cute. Yeah. Right? 
I mean, I remember when I was abducted after, you know, my dad tried to steal money from some guy. And then I was forced to live in his house. You too? Um, yeah. I remember it was, you know, it Fendi. was frustrating. But then he got me a really cute bag. And I was like, you no. Know, okay. But it's like, what the fuck is she supposed to do with a bag if she's held prisoner? Very good house? point. It's like, put her tears in it. She can load it with bricks and beat him to death. Yeah. Give the girl a Blu-ray player. Come on. The music is like violins right now. It's dun, 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 dun. They're showing the passage of time by showing her in different clothing. Jewelry, I bet. What? Is that an earring? Uh, an earring? Can I eat it? I'm starving in here. What is she expecting when she opens it? She, like, opens a door expectantly. Like, first she wouldn't open the door to him, and now she's opening the door to gifts, and then she's like, fuck this gift. I don't understand what she's expecting. She wants something beautiful that she cannot see. Something beautiful that only she can see. I really like, too, that um, Vanessa Hudgens, you know, clearly doesn't want to be there and doesn't want, there's no reason to impress him or anything, and yet she still puts her makeup on impeccably. Yeah. Her lips are ruby red and her eyeshadow is in place and, you know, her hair is blown dried perfectly, her bangs are still trimmed. No, because when you're being held hostage by a not rapist in a rape mask, you definitely want to make sure you look your best. Sometimes your makeup is all you have. Very good point. He's back in the right path. I mean, it does hide the cat vagina face. <laughs> but, you know. I got you a bottle of ether. I know this looks bad, but let me explain. Oh, God. Wait. So she lives up in the tower of this house in Brooklyn? I believe. How, how fucking ridiculous. God, she has an awful voice, too. Call the fucking police? Right, if she has a phone. And she's kidnapped. Like, she has a really bad speaking voice. Yeah. <laughs> that should do it. Done and I will done. not tell you how many men I've slept with because they've gotten me juji fruits. That's a whole fucking box of juicy juji fruits. That's what a Sam's Club box of juji fruits. Yeah, right. Yeah, have you been to Sam's Club? It is people like him, like beastly Usually monsters. Usually they're and driving around on scooters. Yeah, there's no six yeah. packs, but they are beastly. Because they half the time they're there just for the free samples. Yeah, which admittedly, like, is why I go. We used to do that when I was a kid. Every yeah. Friday we'd go grocery shopping because that was free sample night at the Sam, our old Sam's. So we would go there for dinner and yeah. we'd buy like our food and then go home. I was visiting my mom once and it was like, oh, well, I have to go to Sam's Club. I'm like, well, let's get lunch because I'm hungry. She's like, well. I'm like, you're right. And yeah. By the time we left, we were full. I don't know that I like Juji Fruits. I mean, I like the red ones. You did what to her? <laughs> you know, I'd like to think of this maid as a good companion to Carol Ann and Mommy Dearest. Yeah, she is an enabler to this horrible, horrible yep. abuse and yeah. kidnapping and torture. He's got a lovely view. And okay, maybe I missed something. But who's Lindy? Lindy is Vanessa Hudgens. We're just calling her Vanessa Hudgens, but you. But call she, 
when she was on the phone. That's I thought she was, but then when she was on Lindy the phone. Lindy is thinking about amazing, crazy roses. What the fuck does amazing mean? Well, at one point when she was on the phone, she said, Lindy goes on a beautiful trip of blah, 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 blah. Her she, name is Lindy. She referred to herself in third person. Maybe. Oh, well, God. Like, I hope he like, does I beat say, her to death. I've been saving up for this trip for three years. You know, this is what I want. Blah, blah, blah. And finally, Lindy goes on this great journey. Oh, okay. Wait, what journey? I totally missed a lot. We've been dicking around so much. Where is she journey. going? She wanted to go to Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, every drug addict's daughter dreams of going go to, to Machu Picchu. Picchu. Yeah. They all do eventually. Well, I think she's supposed to be Mexican or whatever. I mean, it wasn't until my parents got off drugs when I finally decided that I don't need to go to Machu Picchu. Yeah, right? Yeah. Where, where, where is Machu Picchu? It's not in Mexico. Peru. Or, yeah, Peru. It's in Peru. Peru, okay. So she's Peruvian. All right. That makes sense. It's a more acceptable form of Latin American. For movies. It, it explains her Zoftig figure. Stop! Okay, at least he realizes it. They abduct teenage girls for breeding stock. It's a joke. That's... I know that you're being held hostage in this house with two men and a clearly insane Jamaican cleaning lady, but... I just like to joke about movies where virgins are abducted. And That's a real good one, Neil Patrick Harris. Tell another one, Neil Patrick Harris. He's an erection in the scene, obviously. Boner. I think it's his hand. I think it's I his mean, hand in his pocket. He's looking at Vanessa Hudgens. He ain't getting an erection. He's Neil Patrick Harris. Come on. <laughs> looking, quote unquote. In the book, he has a dog, too, which clearly uh, he doesn't hear. So he, the dog is like snuffling her crotch. And, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. You said it's a chihuahua? No, it's like a German. It's a like seeing eye dog. Oh, oh, oh! I'm sorry. Oh, that makes sense. I guess that does make sense. A seeing a Chihuahua would not a, make sense. I had a bride in yesterday um, at at work, and she um, she was talking about her dogs, and she had a dog named Failure, and his name was Failure because he failed out of guide dog school. Oh, <laughs> poor guy! The cutest Sweet little guy. story. I was like, oh, Failure. Now, do we know what he's building? He's building a rose sanctuary. Of course, he is. Um, I don't know if you noticed, he had a book, and it shot from a distance, but it clearly was supposed to be a Four Dummies book. Yeah. Which I guess it's like him reading a, like, you know, gardening for dummies. But I love that, like, clearly they didn't get the rights to the Four Dummies, so it's, like, shot very far away. And so it's, it's just it's, yellowish, it's, yeah. Exactly. Like, you're, like, you know what it is if you care, but, you know. Actually, you know, I don't know. No. You. Oh, taste the rainbow. What is happening on his arm? At Christmas? Maybe it's Christmas. Oh, okay. His tattoo is kind of the equivalent of the rose with the falling petals. Oh, okay. So it's denoting time, and I guess it's Christmas time, so the witch thought it would be funny to give it Christmas lights. Gotcha. Interesting. Now, do we have, do we see... You haven't seen this movie, but, I mean, does the witch come back in the book? In the book, she comes back a lot, because he like, has the mirror. So he keeps using the mirror to see what's happening, and he'll use it to contact the witch and be like, Yo, Kendra, fuck this shit. She's just like, no, you have to keep going. And there's a point where, like, she starts to feel like he's learned something, but the spell isn't broken. Right. Because she is constantly like, I can't do anything. Like, I made this pact, and now I got I got my superiors. There's nothing I can do about this. You got to change this. <laughs> so she's actually a, a character that comes back a lot in the book. Okay. <laughs> and even at one point, like, she comes back, and he says to her, you look different. You changed your hair. I like it. And so it shows he's softening to Kendra even. Oh, all right. Even that ugly girl. Good for right. him. Um, maybe it sounds really bad, but this sounds, if I were 18, this would be such childhood wish fulfillment. 
like for my parents to buy me a big fat ass house in oh, Brooklyn and you then any toy you want. you want. In the book, it's very specific that the dad just gives him the credit card. It's like, do whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hire your tutor and he's got a budget of whatever. Sweet. Yeah, that was a point in the book where Kyle didn't really have access to purchasing things or to his dad's money anymore, but he gave the tutor a credit card for expenses. So him and Will kind of bond over buying all this crap for the house. Mm. For for me, this movie is is encompassing all the worst aspects of, sorry, all of, sorry, I'm sorry to put this movie down, but it's encompassing a lot of the worst aspects of the story because... You know, in, in, you know the, the moral of the story to me is that beauty is subjective. You know, it, it really isn't, you know, you know it, it's not about the way you look. The beast is still beautiful as a beast because he is still physically beautiful as a beast to me. He is something different. Hmm. You know, to me, his atrociousness is a little too apparent in this for me to... You know, for me to really see this as a true. Well, I mean, there's something in the, the book about the fact that he, because he is a werewolf, um, he is. Is he? He is essentially a werewolf. He's covered oh, in hair. In the, oh, I, the, yeah. So that, that, wow. No, no, no. He is covered in hair. He has I didn't claws. Know that. You know, at, he even like at one point like realizes it starts to be like a little aggressive, like a werewolf. He like howls at the moon at one point, mm-hmm. but he is covered in hair, so he can't do anything. Like he talk, he likes in winter he can go out because he's covered in in like enough clothing that he's and just Halloween, homeless. Yeah, and Halloween he looks like a costume, but like come summer he cannot walk down the street because he looks like a wolf. And the Halloween scene is actually like coming home. People see him on the subway and they're like, "Oh my god!" Ah, 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 and it just shows like how he can't go out in public anymore. So how's he supposed to fall in love with? How's anybody gonna fall in love with him when he can't even, you know, meet anybody? Mm-hmm. He's a, a little still too much vagina faced in this for me to find him like just to see that portion of it okay um also in the book the first time they bond is over watching the princess bride <laughs> i love it which i'm imagining they could not like okay you know, that's kind of cute that's kind of cute though i gotta say yeah, I, mean, again, I think the book has its charm certainly like there's also a lot of literary references in the book like there's a whole like because she's a bless you she is a nerd so she is like reading all these books and like she'll read the book and so then he'll like read it to catch up with her and um after a while like they like I've never read Jane Eyre so I don't know but oh, they like that becomes that. like a huge plot point where they just keep referring to it really and how so they keep talking about like that time in Jane Eyre well they talk about like the um I mean again I kind of know the story but not quite how like who she should have ended up with and was she really in love and blah 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 so it's like they kind of try to make it an analogy for them in a way because yeah, I, I like the Jane Eyre reference because Jane Eyre is very much a, very, a, a big part of the story is the character you don't meet which is the insane wife right. kept locked up right. in the you know in the in the rafters of the house you know it's a marvelous part of the story so I that would have been a good thing to include with that what did he google? modern poetry impressed girls <laughs> <laughs> now, in the book, does there ever come a time where the blind guy is like, "Let me touch your face"? <laughs> I want to see what you look like. No, but when he first meets him, uh, uh, not Alex. Yeah, doesn't the blind Kyle, guy smell mange or? No, no. Kyle's saying like, 
he says like I'm a beast and he's like yeah fucking right he's like I'm blind I'm not dumb and he's like no 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 he's really am he's like can't you feel the way your dog's reacting to me and he's like here touch my arm and he touches his arm and he feels that he's all hairy oh okay so you got you got a good distance into I, this yeah, book I read a good amount okay <laughs> I said 50% done according to the yeah. Kindle so his rose garden is in full bloom if you will right. <laughs> <laughs> Better have a good bearing wall, or it'll crash down and kill them both. Tear down that fuck fucking of a bearing wall. <laughs> they don't describe his penis in the book, do they? Sadly, no. I wish they did. Yeah, teen kids don't have penises. He does talk about how he had sex, though, or like he's like, I lost my virginity to her when I was fourteen. That's about as like sex, sex as they. It would talk. have been awesome if he were a beast, but he had this like glorious penis, like a. Like a Hanzo the Razor, oh, yes, if just, you will. Just like, you know, you know, the perfect specimen of male anatomy. But that would have been a very different movie. What? I mean, if this movie were successful, we would have seen that movie anyway in the straight-to-porn market. But sadly, yeah. I don't know that it would, will ever happen. thing is, she still... She knows who he is, right? She knows, like, he was... No. No? No. And in the book, that's a big thing. Because, I mean, in this, I think it's still obvious. Like, it's pretty obvious. But in the book, because he's a werewolf, um, you really, like, you could get away with not knowing. And there's a point, I don't know if they'll do it in here, where she actually says, like, you know, I used to have a crush on this guy, even though I don't think he even knew who I was. And I, because they really, like, they didn't know who each other were in the book. She's like, yeah, and I, I, I didn't want to like him because I knew he was a jerk, but I just found myself attracted to him. And, of course, it's him. Mm-hmm. And he's all upset because he's like, she loved me when I was pretty, when I was handsome. <laughs> and for the record, I don't think Deli Coffee is Ooh, throwing up in his mouth. Gilbert Harris throwing up in his mouth. <laughs> you always me in the face with the microphone. <laughs> Please be careful. What's that? You almost smacked me in the cheekbone. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, like, felt the air come off of it. <laughs> I just want to make sure you have airtime. I'm, I'm okay. Put a pillow in front of you so that I don't kill you. Right, so now they're getting tutored together. And so it's a whole thing where he keeps asking um, Will, the blind teacher, like, what lesson are we doing? I want to impress her so that I'm going to study it beforehand. Uh, he's coming on a little strong, i got to say. Yeah. I mean, it's not like she has many other options. The only other man in the house is gay, so it's kind of a problem. Is he really, though? I would take the blind guy over Beastly. Why would I? I'd take the Jamaican... Uh, Oh. Housemaid uh, she after does seem over. Frisky. She does. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure she. You know, she knows quite well what Alex Pettifer's penis looks like. True. I'm so sure she's been. I'm, well, I'm sure she's been. Yeah, I'm sure she has been bathing him since he was just a wee babe. Well, in the book, they go through how it's like she's the new maid because they are always going oh. for new maids, and it's like the last maid got the wrong flower arrangement for the kitchen, I so see. she was fired. That's the whole thing about how like the way he talks about the maid in the beginning is really insulting. That's supposed to be the thing with greenhouses, like the flowers never wilt, or well, I think like it's they keep, not, they're they keep unaffected growing. by weather. Oh, so like we just saw it turn to winter because there was snow outside, and now it's transitioning to spring. spring. Yeah, um, and the flowers are changing. So I guess maybe the flowers still go through cycles, but the weather does not impede them. There was a moment just now. His tattoo was proving so by blooming a rose. I guess they fucked up his nose. Oh, I get it. So the tattoos on him are all thorns. 
and they're going to bloom into roses once he Apparently, finds not, love. Apparently, not in the book. My God, Mary-Kate Olsen is a terrible actress. She is. And she's trying to do this hoity accent. I wish I could. I mean, it's one of those cases where I think it happens to a lot of child actors. Because they don't ever get trained. Right. They really don't know what to do with their voices ever. So, like, she just sounds odd. So, yeah, voice choices, voice choices, which is this odd thing to say, is one of the defining keys to a good actress to me. Like the way, like, Meryl Streep will really use her tone and inflection and modulate her voice. I love the choices she makes with her voice. Yeah, whereas someone, like we were saying, like, um, not Selena Gomez, Vanessa Hudgens, just kind of talks. She just says the lines. Yeah. And it, even if she's saying the lines with emotion, the pitch of her voice doesn't sound like her performance at all. Right. Yeah, Yeah. What if he were to just murder her right now? They never... I don't... I, I, mm, I don't know. Uh, the, the other Olsen twin would sprout up in her place. <laughs> but, but I really get the feeling that all spells would be broken if she were to just die. But she's magic. I don't think she can. Even if he were to, like, stab her in, in the heart in five places. No, I won't, I won't get into this. It's too metaphysical. Oh, so we're... Okay, this is the moment when she kind of reveals... Now, I love that all of the updates they're doing, too, when they show, like, somebody's status updates on their social networking site, they're really writing in teen speak. Like she just all in caps, too. Yeah, she just said, I miss my L-Y-F, my life. Why is it spelled the Y? I don't know. But that's like, you know, on the To Catch a Predator show... Uh, that they would have on NBC whenever they'd have somebody go on, they would always have to spell with a lot of like misspelled okay. things and like mis- purposely misspelled words because teenagers are stupid and they That's do that. Oh, so yeah, she did have a crush on Kyle. Yeah. I mean, I just I talked to him last night. Like a minute. Wait, what are you talking? What movie are you talking about? <laughs> What I, I, I thought it, I thought it was the one who was I thought it was the one who was like you know uh, my brother for your daughter. Oh no no no! She's talking about him when he was handsome. That she had like a crush on him. Eh, so they've been talking online and she doesn't know it. No, she just had a picture of her and him online. She did say I talked to him last night. I'm a little confused by that. Oh really? Yeah, she did. Say I wasn't paying attention. I mean, let's face it. This movie is no Mommy Dearest. True, which we should say, time-wise, we watched right before this. Yes. I mean, by now, you've already downloaded Mommy Dearest. And listened to it in, ad nauseum. Yeah, so it's a hard way to follow that movie. I mean, this, is, this would be hard to follow anything, I right. think. Yeah, nothing is over the top here. That's a big problem I have with a lot of tween dramas. There's never really just one over the... They're never so bad they're good. Yeah. They're just there. There's never anything you can latch onto and be like, this is so horrible, it's amazing. You have to see this. Right. Yeah. They're just there. That's a really good point. <laughs> it's catnips, because it's made from a cat's vagina. <laughs> so now... Did she? Did he explain anything about his face to her, or she's just like, "Oh, okay, right, that's how it is." Yeah, no, she's just like, "You got really drunk and ended up passed out in St. Mark's Place and woke up looking like an idiot." Yeah, okay. 
That makes sense. But again, this is very Superman Clark Kent. I mean, it's just him with tattoos, yeah. and she doesn't recognize him. I like that you could tell they tried really hard that they thought they were going to sell the soundtrack to this movie. Yeah. Because there's been a lot of, like, modern songs. So do we know where they are in Brooklyn? I was trying to, I was trying to place them. I know, exactly. Anytime I see New York. You think? No, they, I mean, they're supposed to be in Brooklyn. This movie couldn't afford to shoot in the West Village. Possibly Williamsburg. That's actually a good point. Because, again, that's somewhere where he'd kind of fit in. Exactly. In this universe. I mean, you would need a chick in Williamsburg. Yeah. Okay. Oh, Carol Gardens. There they're it is. Further, Thank further. you, movie, for answering that. I didn't know there was a Carol Gardens zoo. Is I that a thing? I knew there was Carol Gardens, but... Water lapping. Is he quoting poetry to her? Possibly. I was like in Futurama, there's uh, the, you know, the Brooklyn Aquarium, and their tagline is, we got your fish right here, pal. <laughs> <laughs> That's some good writing. Somewhere there's a baboon scratching his ass. How is this not nominated for an MTV movie award? <laughs> Somewhere out there. Beneath uh, the baboon's ass. <laughs> oh, so they're breaking into the zoo. Well, wouldn't you do that if it's, you were horribly disfigured? It's amazing how easy it is to break in. I've tried to break into things before. Not like horrible to steal anything. Right, right, but right. just like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, let's break into the school. and like, You cannot break into anything well, ever. Well, prove that it's very easy to break into a Broadway theater. I broke into, uh, well, I was a student there, but I broke into the Cathedral of St. John the Divine uh, numerous times. And uh, uh, I had sex in the Cathedral of St. John the Divine once. Oh. Because we, we broke in up by the, uh, the, the, the organ. Rectory. You did it in the rectory? No, nice. up, by, up, by, up by the organ. <laughs> right. Ooh, I like. At the organ in the old rectory, eh? Have, I, have you ever broken in anywhere good? No. <laughs> That's a good story, Erica. Tell it again. <laughs> Erica's clearly enthralled by Beastly and cannot even be interrupted to give a comment. I'm, I'm the one paying attention and keeping you guys on Thank track. Thank you. I, appreciate, I do appreciate I'm that. I'm reading the film. Sorry, I got really distracted by George having sex in a rectory. It was a great story. It was an organ. <laughs> and there are orgasms. Oh, for neither? But a lot of crying out to God. Oh my goodness, you were a saucy boy. So they're watching an elephant movie, bonding over... Wait, so they broke into the zoo to watch a nature documentary? I know, exactly. (laughs) And he has that big-ass TV at home. He's talking about how the zoo is a special place to him because when he was little, his dad said he would take him anywhere and he wanted to go to the zoo. And then he ran away from his dad and he came to this room and he watched this movie. And the mama elephant died or something, and then I, I started telling you guys the story, and I haven't been listening. Oh, and <laughs> yeah. Because right. his mom, in the book, his mom just ran away. She's not dead, right? Yeah, she, just she like, took ran off. away for someone younger. Okay. So, oh. You know, according to um, The Lion King, another Disney film, uh, elephants bury their dead. And they will go, they, oh. yeah, they actually dig up and they will bury, they will bury their dead. Have you guys ever seen Planet Earth? And that one part, oh my god, you know the Planet Earth documentary? There's one part where they're following elephants, and like, the elephants like, get kind of chased by something, and they have to run, and there's like a baby elephant 
who gets turned around the wrong way and starts running the other way and just keeps running and you're just like watching knowing that Elephant's never going to get back to the family and it's so fucking sad. Don't watch Planet Earth. You know what elephants will do is um, they'll go back to a place where an elephant has died and one of them will pick up a bone and they will pass the bone through the, I don't know what the group of elephants is called. Uh, okay, a, a, I don't know either. A pack. Yeah. Pack. Since pack. they're packaderms. Right. Uh, pack. <laughs> but, but it's like, it's so beautiful. Like every single member of the elephant pack has to touch the... Uh, Look at her awful weird toes. Look at those like monkey toes. Uh, yeah, I can't talk. I got weird Those toes. are freakishly long though. See, my problem is, um, look at how big my second toe is compared to my first, which isn't that weird. Which means, which means really you have big. a domineering personality. I, I've heard it means I'm good in bed. No, mm-hmm. both. I think, I think those are the, the same thing, actually. Like, <laughs> look at my little toes and how weirdly, like, the height, it's, like, tall and then short and shorter. Like, there's no straight line. Yeah. See what I mean? Like, I, I think my toes are really weird. I think you have toes. More. Like we have, we're kind of toe twins. Actually, oh mine are very much the same. We're both good in bed. I have weird toes because about two, three weeks ago, I yanked off the little toenail of my left foot. Okay. I yanked it off clean, and uh, nothing has grown back. Mm. You don't really... I mean, I know people who don't have a baby toenail. I really don't... I, yeah, mine are super, super teeny tiny. I, like, barely have them. They have so much trouble when I go get a pedicure. still enough to paint, Erica. <laughs> but sometimes you're really just painting skin. Yeah. 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 Ah. At least she'll be safe in Machu Picchu until those killer plants take her down. Best line in a movie ever. Maybe she would be safe in Machu Picchu. <laughs> we will meet again. That's like the start of a Machu Broadway Pichu. show tune that I yeah. want to hear. That Neil be, Patrick Harris sings no less. She'd be safer in Machu Picchu. Na, 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 na. <laughs> I like where that went. I thought you I had a whole plan. <laughs> I can picture you pitching that to like some Broadway producers. Like the opening number is "She'll be safe in Machu Picchu" da, 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 and whatever the hell else you want to put in there. Again. Sold. Pick a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Oh, see, he's getting roses on the on his thorns. Maybe it'll be like at the end of the fountain. When, like, all those flowers bloom from Hugh Jackman's face. I'm so yeah. glad I didn't finish that movie, because that I sounds don't... stupid. I mean, it's visually very pretty, and it's Hugh Jackman, like, doing yoga, so, I mean, I'd watch that, but, uh, um, yeah. I feel like this movie would pack more of an emotional wallop if Alex Pettifer's nose had been eaten away by something. Yeah, well, I mean, if... If he looked more like Voldemort, you know? If it, if it were an actual, um, constructive disfigurement. That's how I feel. Yeah. More, pack more of an emotional wallop. Did that say her dad was arrested? No, Victor, the guy who threatened to kill her, was arrested. Oh, so, so she's her, free. Her dad is like, please come home, you, you'll be safe. Oh, okay. So I didn't know that was a thing. I, I don't remember that. I don't remember that. I didn't know she, her life was in danger. I didn't yeah, know that. The, the guy that, that was shaking her dad down for the money was like, I'll, I'll come back for her, I'll kill her. Oh. Because I think the dad killed like his, his brother? Or, the dad killed someone. Yeah. Yeah. That's dark. His brother, and he was like, "I'll kill your daughter," and and that's why Beastly over there was like, "Let her come live with me. She'll be safe there. They won't know where to find her." Okay. You know, in the book, he's like, "You're gonna let the daughter live with me, or else I'll kill you." And I like how the victor um, is like, "I'm gonna kill your daughter, not I'm gonna rape your daughter," because you know he doesn't want to rape the uh, legends. Right? I don't know. 
Oh, yeah. So you don't come decide, back like, In the book, they go on actually a winter trip, whereas, like, she's never actually seen snow or, like, never played in it. In New York? In New she's York. She's never played in snow. Like, she's like, I never built a snowman. I hate her with a fiery passion. <laughs> the character? Or the, yes, yeah. both, actually. Yeah. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Like, it's like, it's snow, like, she, I guess she lives in Brooklyn, like, it snows in Brooklyn, but she's like, oh, I'm poor, I guess right. I can't I go can't play in that. It. I can't afford to build a snowman. Yeah. <laughs> we need to eat these carrots and Oreos for dinner tonight. My dad's going to snort all the snow. What are, the, what are these things you call parks? <laughs> so this is their lake house, or their summer home, or what have you? Um, I think so. In the book, it's like a cabin in the woods. Here, it's apparently like a summer mansion. He yeah. referred to it as a lake cottage. Yeah, that's a cottage. If it's more than a floor, it's in a cottage. Now, she wants some beastly banging. You don't put a right, flower you in do your not hair. Put your flower in. You don't you don't put your lip gloss on and your mascara on your under eyelids if you don't want to get banged. Yeah. I bet she is an eyesore at LAX at like three in the morning though. Oh, I would imagine. Like I think well, it's even those nude photos weren't so good. Yeah. I think it's like, yeah, it's definitely like a whole construction team comes in and sets up like road cones yeah. around her and goes to work for like two, three hours to make her look decent. You got like Greg Nicotero and Tom Savini to kind of <laughs> her You just see, it's like in cartoons, you see a big cloud of smoke and yeah. every once in a while an arm comes out and then a hammer and you hear a buzzsaw. See, without her makeup on, she actually looks like Pepper right. from yeah. She played a dual part. That's actually yeah. her. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, that, I'm amazed this wasn't nominated. Uh, if, if that were the case, this would be an Oscar-worthy role. Yeah, I, mean, I agree. it really is Natalie Portman and Black Swan in a lot of ways. Oh, I see that. Yeah. I, I, Ooh, or if they had gotten Winona Ryder to play both roles. Ooh. How great is Winona Ryder in Black Swan? Because she plays this stereotypical drunk character, which yeah. I love. I know, and she only has like five minutes in the movie. But, but it's she's so, so drunk in every minute. it's so vital to the story and like everything that happens. Oh no, I fell. Uh, fuck me. Come on. <laughs> if only you could put on your ski rape mask again. I'd be I, ever I, so I, obliged. I wish I were as pretty as Winona Ryder, but... Uh, I wish I, I had lips. interrupt their kiss? It does. Their own sense of awkwardness. It's weird. Oh, her phone. They're totally stuffed. Again, we've seen her boobs. They aren't that big. Oh, no. Which hospital? So somebody's in the hospital, her dad? Yeah. The overdose on drain cleaner again? <laughs> that, should, that shouldn't have been funny. But it's just that you know she had to do that line 20, 30 times. My father! I like the idea that, like, the first time she did it, it was like she was just reading what was on the script. She's like, my father odd. <laughs> my fatter OD'd. Damn it. My OD'd fatter. Damn it. I'm going to get it this time, I swear. So is this the Long Island Railroad or the Metro North that they're on? Uh, it's Hudson. MTA. Metro North. Actually, it might be Long Island Railroad. I mean, it could potentially be. Um, what's that? What was it? What was the sign? What did the sign say? Hudson, but I don't know where that is. No, the other sign started with a W. That would be Metro North. Wantaw. Wine Ranch. Because there's what is that one on Hudson? Hastings on Hudson. Washington. Maybe this is a made-up stop. Actually, maybe it's not even real. Oh God! How dare a movie deceive me by creating a, a place that doesn't exist? Minute. Oh God. 
Oh, really? wave your hanky as the train pulls pull away. Pull him up at Steak Manhattan right here. I really thought she was going to, like, you know, breathe on Ross and say, I, right, I love you. But that wasn't what was going to break the curse. Oh. She has to actually say it. Oh, I think she has to do him well, yeah, for it to happen. Well, yeah, because we even talk about that, how it's like, he can't get a girl to fall in love with him online because she has to meet him. Oh, uh, okay. Oh, God, he does terrible narration. Look, oh, God, this is awful. Like, this is really the best act. There are a lot of young, handsome actors in Hollywood. This yeah. is the best you can do. Okay, I have to make, I have to make the Cat for China reference on, online. I just have to do this. No, I won't. I'm friends with my second grade teacher on Facebook. <laughs> Oh, his house has really fallen into Habersham disrepair. But, like, how did that happen? Yeah, I don't how know. How did, like, he's away for a week and he comes back and suddenly... Oh, there's plastic like, on the, the windows. flea bombed or something. Right? Dirt all over. Everything's dead. Well, he just left a blind guy there wandering around by himself. <laughs> they are not known for being the best house. And, they, and he probably didn't even tell him. The blind guy was like, Alex... <laughs> Anybody? Cat vagina? Jamaican maid? Hello? Hostage girl? Role-playing rapist? You locked the doors from outside. Her seems to have picked one word in every line to emphasize. Yeah, that's so strange. The last time I talked to her, she said she was hurt. <laughs> it's a choice. Even this movie's dragging Why him down. Why don't you just talk to her? Talk to her. Talk to her. Talk to her. Buxton. Ac- talk to her. What is? That says yes. Buxton Academy is that a thing? Is oh that a real? God, it's a porn thing. Oh look, this is a set. Because, like, only in sets oh, do they have streets that dead end into other... Into well, a I mean, stri- in the Bronx, you have some sorts. Like Occasionally. That. But I don't think this movie is set in the but Bronx. That's, I mean, it you notice that, so much better if it was. that one street on Buffy that, like, just curves around. Yep. Like, you never actually see it going anywhere. Well, like, alleyways. There's very few alleyways in New York. But yet every movie involves a, it's set in New York that involves rape involves a rape in an right. alleyway. I don't think there are any alleyways, like, below 181st Street, I I'll like say. There's, like, one or two, like, in the village, but they're, like, you know... Pretty Not well lit like and pretty real com- alleyways. Yeah, just like a nook. Right. What? Oh, so he's so going to school. Is- so okay, Erica, it's your time. What just happened? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, she her did her dad not really OD? No, he did, and he was fine. And um, it, it showed a little passage of time. She kept calling him and calling him and being like, call me back. You wrote me this letter. And he was too nervous because he felt like she wasn't going to love him back because I guess she didn't kiss him or whatever. And um, so finally he's running out of time and he's like, I have to go see her. So now it's it's just one of those things where they're just making it awkward for awkward sake. He just didn't call back because he felt like this is one of those things that yeah. could have been solved by just picking up a phone. Yeah. There's no real tension. Yeah. I can't not look at the suck on his eyebrow. No. <laughs> That's all I can focus on. Right? Oh. 
Oh, he did have to suck a lot to get this roll. Our listeners hear that because you're just so far away. Yeah, that. Okay. Yeah. Well, I I repeated it. I'm sure he had to suck a lot to get this role. He does look like the kind of kid that would just be like casting couch, easy, fair Um, trade. LA Confidential when it's it's young Simon Baker playing the part of like the young guy at a Hollywood party and it's like your job is to have sex with this producer. Right. And like that's kind of what this guy reminds because he's even blonde. I like, honestly you know. get the feeling that Alex Pettifer was like some asshole kid at LAX that some guy was like you know some agent had you know fallen out with Tom Cruise or uh, you know someone very popular Robert Pattinson or some someone like that and he had just been there and was available and wasn't working and you know his anus was still fresh and you know clean just like right off the bus like he's like one of those kids from like Ohio Ohio, he's like I'm gonna go to LA and make it big and within two days he's a whore you know for some Hollywood producer yeah I can see that happening Okay, right, this so is awkward in the middle I'm of school. So okay, so apparently Machu Picchu was a school trip because oh. he just made an announcement over the loudspeaker. Attention, the bus for Machu Picchu is leaving now. Apparently the bus to bus. Machu Picchu? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this is a set. It's a day trip. <laughs> the bus to the set of Machu Picchu is leaving now. And so she kissed him and she clearly loves him, but she hasn't actually said the words, I love you, so the curse is not broken. Oh, well, God, what a caveat. You don't love anybody when you're 16. If you do, you're probably wrong about it. Right. Well, I mean, that would be an interesting thing to bring into. Wait, are they at the airport or the school? No, the school. Well, she, but she has her lug. Okay, because there's a bus. I get there, it now. She said, "I love you." Okay, and transform. I'm. I mean, the the yeah. In the book, there's like a showdown with the drug dealers again, and he gets shot. And there wasn't Pretty Woman too, and they cut that out oh, as well. Was it too late? Because his last rose just bloomed on um, his arm. It was the sixth one, so maybe she said it too late. Oh, see, and I did is. not know that either. There were only six roses. Oh, I don't know. I'm, I there was. I counted six just now, and the last one bloomed in between the kiss and her saying "I love you." So oh. I'm assuming that was the last one. Okay. Maybe it was one for every two months, perhaps. See, that would be a really interesting caveat to bring into one of these movies, where you know there's some spell and you have to get somebody to love you, but then like they do and they say "I love you," but then the, you know it's like it's like well, no, she's 16. That won't last. You guys yeah, will last yeah. maybe it a year. Doesn't really count. Yeah. And now in the book, there was also like a really poignant moment where he asked Kendra for something. He's like, I'd like a favor. He's like, you can do magic, right? And she's like, yeah. He's like, well, can you give Will back his eyesight? That happened. You missed it. Oh, I missed it. Okay. <laughs> oh. She sh- sa- he says. That happened? Give, he says, give Will his sight and give Zola her family. They deserve it. And she's like, I'll do it if you succeed. Oh, yeah. good. Yeah. So we were um, probably talking about cat vaginas at that point and missed it. Yeah. Oh, God, she's awful. Oh, I'm... Oh, There's I just... no urgency. There's no, like... She still has a stupid smile on her face. It's like the Denise Richards School of Acting. Yeah. Like, just look mildly pleased all the time. Like, wait, where is she? She's, like, walking down the street thinking he's just going to be, like, a footlocker? Right. He's pretty easy to spot, too, on the street. Yeah. Well, in the book, again, he would have been a werewolf, so it would have been easier. I love that Foot Locker got product placement in this now movie. his phone is going to ring. Oh, wait, what? Who? Yeah, his phone is ringing. Yeah. You're so good. I, I can predict teen movies. I'm amazing. Yeah. That is pretty impressive. I would elect you president of the book club. So how is he going to explain this away, though? 
Well, he doesn't have to because she called Hunter's number and his phone rang. No, That's I know, but I'm, for me. But I mean, is well, he going to tell her he was under a spell? I mean, in the book, does he well, say? He kind of just yeah. He gives a whole spiel. He kind of like uh. chased after, and he was like, "There was there's a story, and it was a curse and love and blah blah." And she was like, "Yeah, but that's just a story." And he was like, "What if it wasn't?" And then she calls, and his phone rings. Uh, so. Okay, all right, I gotcha. She is so offensive. <laughs> just uh, she, and she looks airbrushed. Well, I mean, we talked about the, the fact that she's three layers. Of, so right. I think she's chubby. It's just because there's a lot of layers. <laughs> right. so. I didn't, uh, that was exactly what it meant. She's like a, um, a huge blossom that is just bursting forth now with, like, bees trying to have sex with her and, and pollen. All right. Yeah. <laughs> so about that footlocker ad... I don't actually think this movie was actually much shorter than it went quickly. And she's like, you taste well, like Well, our recording pollen. is only at an hour and 26 minutes, so. Uh-oh. Okay. It's just, the computer said something and I got confused. Is that it? Oh, well, it can't be because we have to see the twist. We have to see Neil Patrick Harris with sight. Yep, but this must be it. Well, he's actually oh. black. Who knew? <laughs> When blind people dream, do they dream in pictures? Anybody know? Anybody? No? Well, they don't know what red is. Oh. Well, you went blind at 15, though. Right, right, right. Oh, okay. So, no twist, because she's getting her family. Yeah, that was their past. That was their American Spoiler alert to the book. In the book, it turns out that Zola, a.k.a. Magna, the maid, is actually Kendra. And it's a whole thing how Kendra got turned into, like, a, a part-time cleaning lady because um, she pissed off the other witches. So she can't be with her family. So she's actually telling the truth when she says these things about not being able to see her family. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's good. In the movie, it's just... Oh, I just got the final... That, yes, yes. Did anybody else catch that? Yeah, so she's going to be his secretary. Yeah, well, um, uh, Mary Louise. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> Mary Louise. Olsen, Olsen. whatever. <laughs> Olsen's going to be the dad second. She was going to to put the curse on the dad, too. I actually like that. Um, So now we get a photo slideshow of them in Machu Picchu, I guess. Right off the bus at Machu Picchu. But she kissed him, and then she went to Machu Picchu and came home? No, she she left the bus. She realized she loved him, and she couldn't leave him. And And so they took their own trip to Machu Picchu. He has a credit card. That's they just true. went to Machu yeah, Picchu on their own. Okay. Because I mean, or, like, and Australia, well, I think. That's a lot of airfare. I'm pretty well, sure. Uh, yeah, or New Zealand, that's, maybe. Well, that was a kangaroo crossing sign. Oh, and Juji Fruits. They're eating Juji Fruits the entire time. And the Great Basin. Where's the Great Basin? They're so, on a world um, tour. Sponsors of this movie include Dwayne Reed, Foot Locker, Juji and Fruits. Juji Fruits. Yeah. yeah. And Mac Makeup. And, and Cat Vagina. Was it? Was it really? I mean, so, Emily, was it worth the year wait for this film? Oh, you know, it wasn't. Because like you said, it would have been funner if it was even badder. Yeah. And I mean, it's a it's bad. Like, make no bones about it. This is a shitty movie. But it, it's like, it tries somewhat, but not hard enough to be really bad. Yeah. And not, not enough to be really bad. And you can tell there's a lot of weird editing stuff, too. It seems like there was a lot left out. 
Well, I guess they figured, like, well, you know what? At this point, the movie's not going to do well. Let's just keep making it shorter and shorter so that we can keep at least play on a lot of screens and at least have that. To right. Because the movie was, and it was only, what, 70 minutes long? I think it was, yeah. you said, what is it, an hour 20? Our recording is I, at an hour 20. That's my, uh, an hour 29. That's minus our intro time. Yeah, wow. we dicked around for about 10 minutes, a good 10 yeah. minutes beforehand. And I have to say, I feel really, really bad for Alex's vagina face, Cat's uh, vagina face. Because he is clearly not a capable actor of anything, and, and this, like this, this was, was well, he was. I feel like he was given two chances to have a hit movie in America: this and I Am Number Four, and they both flopped. And you could even say that within this movie, he was given two chances because he gets to play yeah. the hot guy and the beast, and he doesn't really connect in either one, if you will. He can do a passable American accent. He can. But, I mean, is, that's definitely not enough. But, His best scene was doing push-ups in the first scene. Right. But you know that he's going to be a huge star because, I mean, we have uh, Avatar Man, who's so bland. Fuck Sam Worthington. America loves Sam bland. Sam Worthington has sold his soul to get fame. Yeah. Because I've even seen him. I thought for a while, I'm like, you know what? Maybe he's got the Penelope Cruz effect where in his native accent, he's good. Right. So I watched Macbeth. Um, that's right. And fuck you. If I'm at a theater, I just said Macbeth. <laughs> uh, he's, he's in Macbeth where he plays Macbeth. And it's a modernization of it. But it's still Macbeth. Macbeth, which is a pretty fucking juicy role, and he's still bland. He's a bland Macbeth. The man has no pop whatsoever. America loves bland. What's up with that? Why do we suck, Americans? But, but the thing is, America loves bland, but America despises overexposure. Yeah, but I think for Sam Worthington, for some reason, as much as he's been in every movie, he hasn't been on every talk show. Well, any, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm talking more about Alex Pettifer. I mean, it's like, with this... You know, there's so much of his fucking face throughout the entire thing. Yeah. And I am number four. He's the star of that movie. Neither movie did well. And I just I just don't see a future for him in American cinema. I mean... And you almost want to say that, like, that kind of happened with Jude Law in a way. The way yeah. Jude Law was in everything. Every movie, and, like, yeah. And he was fine when he was in, like, arty movies, like, in supporting roles, because he's a good actor. But then, like, as soon as he was in all these commercial films, and they were all not that good, it was a problem. So, Erica, was it worth the wait for you? I wasn't quite as, as excited as everyone else. Oh, okay. But it was certainly a fun experience. <laughs> okay, good. I'm glad we did this. Without the proper company, I don't think this movie's worth watching. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I mean, hey, we're the proper company, so hopefully you listen to it with us. Yeah, hopefully um, we made you feel like you had friends. Yeah, but it's not like <laughs> when I w- rented, oh God, I don't know, like oh, just a bad movie that I, when I watched Sunday School Musical by myself, because I thought it would be That's really bad thing. and entertaining. It's, it's a thing. It's an asylum movie. But it's not as bad as you think it's going to be. Exactly. That's the thing. That's the problem. And I watched it by myself, and I still had enough fun with it that I was fine. But, like, watching this by myself would have been hard. Yeah. So I'm glad we, we had you guys here yeah. together tonight. Yeah, well, thank you for having us. Yeah. And, so you know. so uh, just to end with, so we should say goodbye. This is Fozzie. And George. And Emily. And Erica. Thank you for joining us for this screening of Beastly. Beastly. And done.